0: But there'd be a way, like, if it just, if it flowed naturally and you're just like, are you done talking about NBA, Randy? Because I was about to talk. I done? feel like I could go he into this finally so stop like, jabbering <laughs> about
1: some NBA game that none of our listeners are going to care about. Yeah, put your clipboard away, Randy.
0: <laughs> St- Ran Rand Van Gundy. <laughs> Stan Van Randy Stan Van Gundy's (laughs) hilarious he's great have you ever seen that clip
1: (laughs) build a fucking wall (laughs) we have to form a fucking wall (laughs) Ron Jeremy looking son of a bitch
0: Hey everybody, welcome to Pursuing Pixels. My name's Kevin Portelli, and I'm here tonight with DJ Mandolini.
2: Thank you for having me, Kevin. Wow. And
0: Randall
1: Nolary. Also, thank you for having me, Kevin.
0: <laughs> no problem, yeah, although Randall's not here. Yeah, I'm, I'm not having you here. You're having me house. in audio form. <laughs> <But> <laughs> across the Skype waves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Randall, I think uh, you spotted the, uh, the big news of the day. Yeah. Um, um, why don't
1: you uh, take it away? the Nintendo Switch Lite. So this is something that had been speculated on for a while. Uh, there had been some rumors and some leaks that kind of led people to think this might be brewing, where uh, there's some like manufacturers that had leaks, like, oh, here's a here's a grip for this other type of switch. Oh, it's not going to fit this new switch. What is that thing? Oh, I bet they're making either a Switch Lite or a Switch Pro, and it ended up being a Switch Lite, which essentially means uh, it is a handheld only device uh you cannot detach the joy cons um it's a little bit smaller battery life's a little bit better uh and it's 100 bucks less so it's 199 instead of 299 um, so i think not to speculate too much but i think what nintendo's goal is with something like this is to sell it to uh younger folks uh maybe kind of bring it a little bit more in line with that 3ds price point where it's kind of a little bit little bit more of an impulse purchase as much as a 200 dollars purchase can be an impulse purchase but uh, a little bit cheaper than the regular switch what do you guys think
0: uh they they look cool for sure. I like the uh, like kind of soft like pastel. I do like those co- like colors. almost like Easter. Yeah, <laughs> Easter I like those colors. A colors lot, actually. Yeah, they they in that regard, like I I want to. I I they look cool, you know. But like I was gonna say, I want one, but I, I wouldn't go quite that far. But like, uh, and and I know you just, you did say portable, or you specified portable only, or whatever. But it it is like you cannot. Not only can you not detach the Joy Cons, but you can't dock it and play on the TV. Or you anything. cannot. It's like strictly it, yep. portable only. Yep. Um, just to clarify that. But uh, yeah, I don't. It's it's not something I'm super interested in. I'm not gonna purchase one. But I, I like you said, I can sort of see the the value in it. I, I saw some people talking about it uh, online and or on Twitter and whatever and uh i can see like the you know they're trying to get like the people who just buy a 3ds to like play the pokemon games or you know hey there's a new pokemon game coming out and there's i think there's a new
1: specific yes there is you know
0: model that's like a gray you know and then it has like the blue and the kind of magenta uh color scheme on the joy cons or whatever the the buttons and whatnot
2: i like that i I think that one looks kind of cool too actually i like that yeah name. they are, they all look cool yeah what about you dj what are your thoughts i mean i i don't see myself getting one but then again i also don't think that i'm the target for this no I, I guess i can't imagine well i mean i guess you you did say that you maybe would be interested or like well just in the sense like they look cool but i mean like for what it's worth
0: i mean like the switch as it is and I know they said it's not much smaller but I mean like my hands already cramp up if I'm playing handheld as it is yeah I mean unless they really design that to be more ergonomic in some way like I I really think it would there's just
2: not a way that it would be comfortable for me to play yeah I, I guess what I was gonna say is I can't see anyone who already owns a Switch then opting to get a Switch
1: Lite like I wouldn't see the point in that. I, I guess. think the, there is a use case for folks. If you're 100% handheld, you're like, when the hell am I ever going to touch the TV with this thing? I could see the use case because it does have a D-pad as opposed to the separated buttons. I do like that for yeah, sure. That's and I'm hoping a big that they factor. make I'm ho- and, uh, like Hori,
0: that company Hori makes one. A Joy-Con, like just the left Joy-Con right. that has that, but it's not wireless. Like you have to only play it in handheld mode. It, that is a um, bummer, which is ridiculous. And yeah, on I top would of probably that, buy that.
1: It doesn't have there's so there's no rumble in that Joy-Con, which is no rumble in the the Switch Lite either. Um, oh yeah, yeah so That's there's a bummer no rumble in in that uh joy con from hori and there's no battery in it so it seeps the battery from the console whereas the joy cons have their own batteries to help with that battery life so there's some downsides gotcha. with that but it's only like 15 20 bucks so it's, you can't poke too many holes in it yeah but a little a yeah bed. a little bit of a bummer yeah Go I, ahead.
2: i will say you know i i do think the the one case i could see where you know, someone who already owns a switch would get a switch light is like in the case where you got a family where you got like a couple of kids yep. and like, maybe you originally wanted nah. each to have their own, but yep. like now you can just like get a switch light for them to. So there's a switch and a switch light and they can kind of share that. It'll just be a little
1: cheaper.
0: That's a good point. Yeah. This um, is the
1: this is like the 2DS as far as I'm concerned. That's like yeah. that's what <laughs> niche this fills. Like that is for you get a second one for your kids. It's harder to break because it doesn't have as many like separating parts. It's just one body thing. And it's something that Nintendo could price at 150 and you know, Black Friday 2020. It'll be yeah. like that price point ready to sell.
0: Yeah. Now do you guys know I don't know if they've said I don't know how much they've said about it. I didn't look that much into it. But like are you for the cartridge games it won't be a problem, but for the digital games, again, if you own a Switch already, are you gonna be able to have the same account on oh both your Switch Probably and your not. Switch Lite <laughs> and and port those games over? Because if you can't do that, then I for imagine. me there's absolutely zero value in that. Because you can't you can't have two Switches and and have both accounts sunk up i don't
1: think i don't, Maybe think, so. I really Maybe don't think so i really don't think so i know that's not the case on you can't do it on 3ds uh and you certainly couldn't do it on any handheld previous with them not that those had online accounts really? but yeah i, I think I once would you highly i'd be very surprised if nintendo let you log in on more than one switch with your games that's a bummer that's a huge bummer yeah that's nintendo with stuff like that yeah
2: <laughs> Unfortunately. so for, for
0: me For me, if it if it does not have that feature, then unfortunately for me, it's like a definite not purchase because I, you know, I have probably one hundred and fifty plus games, which at least one hundred and twenty of those are are digital, you know? Sure. So so for me, unfortunately, yeah, not not a purchase. But again, if just because it's something I'm not going to buy, what do I care
1: if if other
0: people want it and if Nintendo thinks people want it? I hope it works out well for them.
1: So let's them sell a switch for one ninety nine. And that's a nice entry point for folks um especially right. a couple of years in with a pretty beefy library at this point um right. I, i'm curious grab- with both of you guys like what's your what's your usage as far as handheld versus docked percentage wise i play handheld
0: maybe 15% of the time at most yeah just like laying in bed once in a while like i'm playing a game and i feel like playing a little bit more but i'm kind of tired yeah. So I'll just or I'll just like lay on the couch and I've yeah I, I don't know sometimes or I want to play like with headphones on or something like that. Oh, that's true. Um but but pretty rarely, you know, 10 15%
2: of the time. What about you, Deej? I used to be pretty heavily um you know, docked uh only, but you know, I I think lately it's kind of gone the other way. I'd say I'm like at least 80%. Oh, damn. My, but oh, wow. like that's that's just like, you know, I've got my dock set up in my bedroom but I like to be in the living room more than the bedroom sure. so I'll just pull it in there. Um, you know, not not like I'm using it like on the go a
1: lot necessarily but you know away from the TV, yes. Right. So. Right. Moving around in the house but taking that thing outside it's still kind of big. So yeah. it's like that's a limiter that way. Yeah. What about what about you? I'd Grant. say I'm probably like 70/30, 70% TV, 30% handheld for the same ideas like uh you know getting tired or whatever else or like you know uh my wife Tina or you know Fiona or th- they're they're using the TV at the moment uh all right let me just pull it out of the dock and use it handheld to play a little bit more of this game for a second or whatever
0: yeah i was just going to say uh, there's even times when i i just live by myself but i i sometimes just like i'm going to throw on some star trek yeah. and play you know if it's a game i've been playing a bunch of like bad north like we talked about like okay, I'm, I'm into the repetitive groove of this game. I've, you know, I don't need to be immersed in the, you know, the experience, you know, entirely. So I can just kind of multitask. Right. So
1: that's about the only time I really use it. Yeah. Nice to have the option though. I'm definitely like, I'm, I'm definitely stuck on having that option. Now I love just, you know, doctor or handheld just that easily as pulling the system out of the dock is great. Yeah,
0: it pretty much makes me want any game that I can get on the Switch. Yep. As opposed to, unless it's something that I know is like kind of a graphical powerhouse or like, you know, like I know like the the Crash Bandicoot uh HD remasters. Like I know it looks like way better on the PS4. Right. So like something like that, uh, because I do, I you know, I do have a PS4. So in that in that regard, I'm typically going to lean towards getting it on the PS4. Right. If it's something that truly runs better. Um, but otherwise, like if it's these little indie titles and stuff, I'm, I'm always going to go for the getting it on the switch.
1: Totally. Same, same exact thought process.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, why don't we get into some of the games that we've been playing this week? Um, <laughs> why don't we, <laughs> why don't we do that? Why do not? We um, do that? I guess, uh, I guess I'll kick things off. Uh, I'll, uh, I, since we can all talk about this game a little bit. I've been I've randomly decided to go back to playing some Breath of the Wild. Oh yeah. Uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Um and uh I I really I've played a lot. I've I've gotten about 80 or 82 shrines, I think. Um I've played maybe 80, 90, maybe even 100 hours. Um but I've only beaten one of the divine beasts. Man. Um and I I just kind of like wander around <laughs> aimlessly when I play the game. I was talking to DJ earlier like I almost play Breath of the Wild like I used to play Grand Theft Auto 3. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like I just kind of it's like a fuck that, around. Yeah, yeah I was, like, was going to I was going to say it's like a sandbox. It is. Um, But, but uh, you know, to use the the term that the game is literally, you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, I just I, I just like to not even in, in the case of Breath of the Wild, there's not as much you know, you're not there's not things to just bazooka. And blow, you know, put in the all weapons code and just start blowing up taxis and, and get the cops on you, you know, the five star ranking and start just trying to outrun the cops. Like, that's just kind of fun to see how far you can ex- exploit those systems. Not there like are it was some like, oh, equivalents
1: I'm- to that in Breath of the Wild, though, where you can get into some situations. There, there
0: are for <laughs> sure, but oh, I've, I mean, I've had a crazy, I have a clip of like I hit one of those skeleton goblins, like I knocked his head off, and then he runs over grabs the other there were two of them the other he he grabs the other skeleton's head throws it at me and this is like at the top of a mountain and then it knocks me off the mountain i tumble all the way down it was hilarious it was i was cracking up and i love that switch feature of just like oh give me that 30 second clip so i was able to save that and I'll, i'll post that eventually maybe i'll post that little link to that um i'd like to see that but yeah, it's it's great. There's yeah, there is crazy stuff like that. But you can also play for, you know, a half an hour and just be running and climbing up the side of a mountain and find absolutely nothing.
1: But or find uh, one or two core seeds or whatever, and just be happy with that. Yeah. But uh, but this game Stick is for yourself.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it, for me, it,
0: it, you know, when I was when I was playing it last, um, it's been a little while. It's probably been a four to six months since I've played it. Um, and I just kind of play it sporadically. And uh but I decided like, okay, I'm basically gonna go go through the motions. I, I got the uh whatever the divine beast is at uh Death Mountain. I basically went through the motion of like the the lead up. It's not a boss battle, but the kinda little like maze thing you have to go through, which is pretty right. clever and pretty fun. There's like these little sentry flying drones oh, that you yeah. have to avoid and, and keep the uh your little Goron buddy from Completely uh forgot about that. you have to like <laughs> yeah. you have to like whistle and keep and get him to stop and it it was pretty cool. I, I like that you get the There's all different kinds of ways to blow up the drones or to sneak around them or I did that. Uh, it was last. I yeah, it was right pretty now. cool. And I, I decided so I set that up and I got to the Divine Beast and then I just teleported out of there and I'm like, OK, I'm going to get the other two set up. I've beaten the uh, the Zora Divine Beast, but the other three I have not. So I'm going to get all three of them set up and just kind of explore around uh, where I haven't been yet using the uh, hero path, which yes. is. uh Something that I will say that that should have been included yep. in the game, I'm like in the base game. That. <laughs> that that should not be. That that just seems like a, a feature that enhances the way you play the game, and, For sure. and to include that as as a twenty dollar package DLC deal is, uh, to me I, that, that that I that's I don't know
2: that that's a big misstep by Nintendo. Yeah, personally. it's it's not. Even just that, like having it is so good, it's just not having it is a pain in the ass, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would say
0: I would say it, yeah, having that increases your enjoyment of the game because you're able to just pick, like, okay, I've definitely been over there, yeah, like not like yeah, guessing,
1: I agree, but I do like the just open ended exploration, like I'm not staring at a map the whole time, I'm just gonna go off in this direction instead of with that, I feel like then you're kind of really tied to that map. And you're like, OK, I have to go over here. I always go this way or whatever else. I don't know. That's a good point.
0: I do. I do look at the map way more ever since I bought that DLC and I played most probably, you know, a good 70, 75 hours of this game without having that. So, right. um, you know, but you're able to kind of see where all the towers are. But once you've kind of unlocked the full map, I, I feel like you really need that feature. Yeah. Um. To To be able to feel like you're productively playing the game. Although yes. again, like, like I was saying, that doesn't really matter to me with this game because I, I just kind of enjoy playing it and relaxing and, and it, it's, it's kind of like a stress relieving game for me. It's like the the little tinkly piano melodies yeah. and the, the, I don't know, even though it can be very difficult at times, like the Lynels and some of the enemies yeah. are super tough, but I, I know we've all played a ton of this game, but I, I don't know if you guys have played it at all recently, but. But my my thoughts are just like I'm excited to keep playing some more and get these divine beasts set up and hopefully round off and, <laughs> and beat this game. Eventually, um, I never I never really beat Zelda games. I think the only 3D Zelda game I've beaten is uh, Wind Waker. So nice. I play a lot of them, you know, 30, 20, 30 hours, but I never never fully close
2: them out. But yeah, I uh, unfortunately stopped playing decently before the DLC ever came out. And at that point, you know, I was just like, okay, I don't want to, like, go through all these areas where maybe I've been there, maybe I haven't,
1: I don't know. Well, like, DL- that DLC was day one, right? No. Was it? No. Are you like, sure? I, I don't, I really don't think so. Otherwise, I would have bought it day one. Yeah. No, I, I think it, there was a delay on that one where I think it, it might have been end of the year of that first year, 2017, I want to say. Maybe there you were- could have
2: there were two purchased it there were maybe two wasn't patches available. like
0: it was like you bought the season pass and there were two independent patches
1: they but i could have
2: sworn they weren't day one of it no it's de- it definitely sworn. was
1: not day one ah, i could have sworn had i'll chop this before out for you man <laughs> yeah i had <laughs> i had my <laughs> switch day one with zelda
0: okay yeah I, you know what i didn't have the switch day one so um
2: that that proves Proves the point. Proves me wrong. Proofs in the pudding. God damn it! No. (laughs) Yeah. So it was just, I guess, a little unfortunate because I probably, you know, got like around a hundred of the shrines, but you know, didn't really want to seek out the last what, however many, like ten or so that there were. I think there's 120. Yeah. Yeah. So like, but I, but probably if you know that DLC was out with that map feature, I probably would have just. I would have felt like there'd be way less time potentially wasted by going to places that I thought I hadn't been, but turns out I had been. Because um, I, I guess maybe I I didn't go through the game with necessarily that mindset of like, oh, this is just how I'm gonna you know relax for the evening or however long I'm playing this. Um, and and I think I did feel like um, you know after. You beat the game and you're just searching for shrines. It's like, I need a podcast or else, like, I can't just, I can't just be engaged only with this. Like, this isn't enough.
0: It's a, it's a podcast game for me too. Once I, again, once I soak in like enough of the environment, I've played a lot of the game. I know what I'm, I know, you know, I, I. I don't know I, I, when I'm experiencing a game for the first time I really want to like hear the music and yeah. really you know just get a feel for what the game is is and sometimes I, I want to be in that all the time but sometimes yeah it's just like okay I, I get the vibe I still and even with Zelda there's not even much music so you can really even have the game turned up pretty loud while you're listening to a podcast which is kind of nice
1: right um but yeah, what about you, Randy? Uh, to me, the the exploration of Breath of the Wild was the game and is the game to me. I was I was Same. honestly I, I kind of forced myself to complete it, and not just because I don't normally complete games, but in this case, I was having such a good time. I had already put like 120 plus hours into this thing, and you know, found a lot of the shrines, opened up the whole map. Uh, took my time to even like you to to even get into the divine beast stuff in any meaningful way i kind of like did most of i i grinded for all like the upgrade parts with the um the fairies and stuff for hours and hours just because i was enjoying it um and that's just kind of how i tend to play rpgs and action rpgs anyway i want to like feel a little bit overpowered sometimes with yeah. that stuff just and start mowing down yeah oh yeah it's great um, but that being said, I really didn't do any much of anything with that DLC. I had played all those hours primarily before the DLC came out. Um, kind of similar to what DJ was talking about too. Um, but you know, the, the, that champion's ballad DLC stuff that did come out at the end of 2017 has a new dungeon and story and stuff like that. Um, and that, that, uh, master cycle, uh, that looks like a horse. Um, (laughs) so there's stuff to like do that that I haven't done. So I'm like, yeah. And, and I talking to, uh, my buddy Brandon, he thought that, that, uh, that final dungeon and boss felt a lot more, appropriate than some of the dungeons that were already in the the core game like he felt like it was more uh i don't know like meaningful and satisfying to have had that experience uh dlc stuff like oh okay i need to i need to go back and experience this stuff i had already bought the dlc i might as well check it out
0: Nice. Yeah, I'm excited. To, uh, I kind of forgot
1: about all the yeah, all the extra stuff they added, like, yeah, campaign wise. So I'm, right. I'm excited to play through some of that. Yeah. And I just want the excuse like like what you're doing now. I want the excuse to go back in that world. So, yeah. And you, you know what what made me uh, think of it? There was somebody that posted online. I
0: can't remember where I saw it, but again, on Twitter. Um, but somebody posted that they found like what they thought was the outset island from.
1: Wind oh, Waker. yeah. They just found that, that recently.
0: Yeah, and that caught my eye, and I was like, oh, I kind of want to just check it out in the game for myself, so, yeah, and it does, I mean, it looks pretty, pretty pretty darn close, I don't think Nintendo, like, said uh, if it was or not or anything like that, but pretty cool uh, that there's just little nuggets like that still being found in, like, you know, that's just how much is packed into oh, that yeah. game.
1: So is that the, so. it, I'm, I'm kind of curious, is that the island where they take away all your, like, armor and weapons and stuff? Is, am I thinking of the right thing?
0: It's, like, it's actually just, like, the very beginning island, oh. like, oh, where your grandma's, oh, okay. your grandma's okay. house is. Like, it has that big watchtower. Gotcha. And the, uh, you know, where, like, your sister's up on the, on that lookout and with the telescope. Yeah, it's it's pretty spot on. Like, there's buildings all in pretty much the same locations and walkways in the same, you know, or paths and whatnot in the same locations. So, it's a bit, it was pretty cool that just kind of, there's nothing, like, it's not the same people or anything like that. But. Yeah. Pretty cool to just check that out real quick. So yeah, that was kind of what sparked me playing. And then I ended up playing for putting most of my gaming time this week into that, to be honest. So it's worth it. Um, but yeah, I feel like we can, we can pretty much wrap that up there. And, uh, why don't we go into another uh, DJ played some another AAA experience, a little Uncharted, uh, Lost, Lost Legacy. Legacy. Oh yeah.
1: Um, why don't we Why don't we go into that if you guys feel good about yeah, that? I know practically nothing about this game despite owning it. So tell me about it, DJ. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because you guys you guys haven't gone through number four, have it
2: or Randy? I think you may have gone through almost
1: near almost the end, but... all of it, and I petered out because they put way too much game in that game. They fluffed yeah. it out, and I didn't need them to.
0: Yeah, I've played one through three, but I've and just a little
2: bit of four, maybe the first two three hours. Yeah. Well, it's a shame because with Lost Legacy, uh, they kind of reeled it back in and did it right, and it's like an eight-hour game again. Oh, that sounds <laughs> awesome. Yeah. But it's like it takes place after the events of four, so it's oh, like. Okay. Uh, so I mean, you know, I guess like if if that really matters to you, having the full context like i don't know i don't know if it's going to be worth going back and playing for just reading what happens but like i've this was a much better paced game that's what um, i want to hear yeah um but yeah it's a lot of the same mechanics that they introduced in four. like uh the well that uh hook yeah. or whatever they use they, there's a lot of
1: that um but, the, the grappling hook or it, did they also use that, like the pick in the side of the mountain type of they thing? They did. Too? They do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah.
0: Both. It uses both of those. Yes.
1: OK. Yeah. Cool. I don't even know if I got to the pick in
2: uh, Uncharted 4. Yeah. Um. Well, there's only, I think, nine chapters in this. That sounds um, awesome. But yeah, it's just it's just a lot denser, which like I I agree. Looking back, like I think. I didn't have the best experience with Uncharted 4 because it just kind of kept going. Yeah. And this kind of, this one kind of follows the same formula where it's like you know, they start with this item that's supposed to, you know, lead them along their way and they go to this one location they think it's at, but it turns out it's at another location. What a and, yeah. <laughs> um but, you know, it's it's a it's a by the numbers by the, you know, well, the, according to like the first three, not four, obviously, but, um, but I would say I honestly pref- prefer and have always preferred the multiplayer of Uncharted games to this, the story mode. Dang. Um, okay. Yeah. I guess I just way more engaged with the multiplayer aspect. Um, cause I mean, I know like, y- you know, you're put in these like, amazing beautiful but also like i can't believe this is real settings yeah uh in the story modes like and you're you know going through this basically a movie yep um but i don't feel as uh i guess guess i'll say the word engaged again by what (laughs) i'm actually doing like there's just so many of those like oh you're at a door and you need to lift it mash the triangle button it's just like it's just i know what off. you mean yeah or and even while like someone jumping
0: and climbing is like you know even if you do fall oh what well, you just do it again right you yeah. know? there's not a lot of punishment for failure not but right. that, you get that shot is what keeps like the game chugging times. along you get shot yeah, four or, or five times
1: g- and then you're just saying like ah, oh shit ah, uh, yeah oh just oh, take let me hide behind something for five seconds i'm cool let me just yeah Brush it Although
0: off. that's in, in fairness, that's how <laughs> almost every first or and third person shooter, you know, deals with health and you sure. Know
1: life and whatnot almost not every but almost i also oh. pull myself out by like trying to find the collectibles in every area so i'm running around like an idiot like like a chicken with my head cut off looking in corners for little emblems that don't do anything besides make a counter go up and show me a shiny thing for a second while sully's talking about something off in the distance <laughs> that i'm not paying attention I'm-
0: to You know, I I, I was going to say with Breath of the Wild, like that was the game that kind of got me off that habit of I got to get every collectible. I got to get every, you know, every Korok seed, every this and and Uncharted was actually if I really think back, I think it was Uncharted 2, but it might have been Uncharted 3. It's not like I found them all in Uncharted 1. Right. But the little like artifacts that have like, you know, they just have like a little glimmer, a little glint. Um, And then I found one in Uncharted 2 or 3 like up in a tree you had to like shoot it down oh boy and i was like you have to look fucking everywhere for these (laughs) like i'm fuck this like i don't care at all let's (laughs) just chug
2: along and blow away some uh some minions well funny you bring that up kevin uh if so there's a side mission kind of in like the first like third of the game where if you complete it you get this item that will then um notify you if you're near a treasure like you know how like there's sometimes they can like send out audio from your controller yeah it's, it's like one of those okay um, it's like the Korox so-, <laughs> <laughs> so it does like make that aspect a little less like i have to look everywhere if you are in fact you know concerned okay. with you know collecting all the artifacts it do make it easier cool that that is that definitely is a welcome addition for sure yeah but
0: i i mean and for what it's worth i haven't played the the uncharted 4 multiplayer which is cool i don't know if you mentioned but it is the the, dj said it's just we were talking earlier and it is just the uncharted 4 multiplayer um in this lost legacy so either one they're like you're you're
2: connected to the same yeah online experience I, I, i booted it up and i was where i had left off with uncharted 4 oh wow oh geez which was nice because i sold my copy to kevin and was like man i'm gonna miss the multiplayer and you can keep that game you made the right yeah. choice
1: selling that to kevin nice job yep yeah he had the steel <laughs> he had
0: the steel book i couldn't resist um <laughs> that nathan
1: drake steel uh Press steel jaw oh, boy yeah. um so i never I, played but... the multiplayer is it just like team-based cover shooter type of idea
2: yeah. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. I mean, they're they're different, you know, game modes, not just like deathmatch, but like king of the hill and yeah, et cetera. But pretty I think
0: standard fair. I've played the one or er, uh, Uncharted three multiplayer, which is DJ was saying it. There are a lot of new additions to the multiplayer since then. Yeah. Uh, we played a lot together when we used to live together a
2: few years ago. It It is decently different, like because they do incorporate like the the hook shot or whatever, oh, okay. and stuff like that. So. And, like, a bunch of different, like, power-ups, like, that you can purchase mid-game based on, like, how you're doing in the game um, that have different benefits. Like, you can have, like, these CPU sidekicks that'll aid you in one way. Like, you know, they might toss you some ammo or go after uh, an enemy, you know, in the distance. Um, Okay. And you got really into The Last of Us multiplayer as well, didn't you? I did. And I not to and go super to into love that, the last and of go Us. off the rails. Well, I I similarly much prefer the multiplayer than the story. Of <laughs> That's the very last interesting
0: because I definitely feel like those are to most people are those are just tacked on modes in the oh, game. Love yeah. them. You know, I, I but I feel you know what I mean. Like the games are sold as like
1: these story-driven movie experiences. Yeah, to me you know? that to me that emphasizes Same. like the part of the gameplay that I think is the weakest link. Uh, that is like the shooting. Scenarios like See, I, 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 I find
0: those. I find those to be pretty fun. Again, I haven't yeah. played four much, and I, I think we should specify the story in uh, Uncharted: Lost Legacy is kind of like a spin-off that features Chloe as your playable character, okay? Um, who features I think in Uncharted two or three or maybe both, um and then there's I, I forget what the other character's name is, but she has like another Nadine like, Ross. There you go. um So it's sort of like a say, even though it's after the events of uncharted four it i don't think nathan drake even comes into play so that's kind of cool. kind of cool that it's yeah. a totally separate experience so even though you're saying dj it takes place after the fact if you're not worried about spoilers for the previous game it probably doesn't matter if you just jump in and
2: and start with this game not so much no
0: that's cool, cool. yeah so yeah if you want to play like an uncharted four production level experience but you know, I think this was originally just supposed to be a DLC for Uncharted 4, and then they decided, like, hey, let's, uh, like, we got a lot of ideas here, let's make this into a full, like, I don't think it was a full price game, yeah, it was I don't like, think they 40 it bucks. Six, no, I think it was 40.
2: Yeah. Which is interesting, because it's, it's essentially Uncharted 1, like, in terms yeah. of, you know, how big of a single player they had. So yeah, but like, once
0: you've done Uncharted 4, that's like a 30-hour yeah. campaign or whatever, it's like, hey, you gotta sell this as a smaller, and I think everybody knew it was originally a uh, DLC
1: was how it's you know started as an idea. So, mm. and but. Uncharted was kind of petering out at that point. So, I think it helps to come in at a more budget price point for something like that to get people on board again. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm definitely well, um, curious about playing this now, though. Just the fact that it's it's concise, eight hour. They know what they wanted out of this game, and they they just told their story. Like, okay, I'm in. I want to play it. Well i hope you play it and then go
2: online <laughs>
1: play <laughs> yeah, the real game just, to, just hey we
0: could all play online together i don't have lost legacy but i have four uh, <laughs> that is cool that you can do that uh, yeah we yeah. should try to play
2: sometime yeah um yeah we used to do uh doubles way back in the day like there were, you could you know do 2v2v2v2 oh wow and so that's what we would do when we lived together just a bunch of those matches and yeah we we sunk a lot of time <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> sunk
0: a lot of time into that couch um <laughs> but anyways why don't we uh why don't we just knock out another triple a experience and uh randall randall i know you said you were
1: playing some uh nba 2k19 oh yeah i'm back on my bullshit i'm playing <laughs> <laughs> playing more nba and again to give the context i probably put like Oh, boy. I, I probably put like 140 hours into NBA 2K18, which is just insane. But I did. Sickening. Sickening. Not insane. <laughs> and just one mode. Like, there's multiple fully fleshed gameplay modes, and that was basically just one mode. Uh, that was, <laughs> at, in that game, it was the uh, uh, My Team mode that I put that much time into. Uh, and in this game, I just started playing uh, the My GM mode. Because uh, I've always had a soft spot for kind of like the team control stuff. And really, that's kind of what I got into it with my team as well. But that was more like player card and like retro player focused uh, experience where this is more. All right. You're taking uh, the modern 2018 2019 Detroit Pistons roster, and you're starting at the beginning of the offseason. And your owner sits you down as the new GM and he says, Listen, we got one too many shooting guards. I want you to do something about that. Trade one away. Uh, I want the morale of the team to be high. So do what you need to do to make sure that happens and treat them well. And, uh, you know, I want to make sure we make the playoffs this year. We didn't make the playoffs last year. So do what you got to do. So from there, it kind of gives you these like performance measures you need to hit as the new GM uh, with a lot of different pieces in play. But your main focus is your roster. Like, how do you make your roster better? Uh, And then you can choose like you can actually play those games yourself because NBA 2K is, is at its core a very good basketball sim. Um, or you can just simulate those games, see what the score ends up being based on, you know, the random counters that happen with the, the stats that your players have. Uh, but I, I like to play it. So I've been playing the games, but I've only played a couple because I've spent most of the time just tinkering with my team, making trades. Trying to make those Pistons uh, a playoff-bound team. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, they're in cap hell, so I had to do some some roster moves to build around my man Blake Griffin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Trade away some some of my uh, my top draft picks uh, in for future years, uh, along with some crappy players to sweeten the deal to get a better player that could actually start and give positive minutes. Um, but you like, it's crazy, the level of detail. And yeah, I was just going to say, this sounds like a little, a little overwhelming, (laughs) pretty intense. (laughs) I'll pull back the curtain and tell you that like, so I, I'm basically a financial analyst at my job. So like this, (laughs) (laughs) this is kind of like scratching that itch in like a, like I've always been Uh, someone that's followed basketball but the basketball offseason just happened and was like all over social media the last week or two with free agency so that also kind of pushed me in this direction um but like yeah let me check that out because i haven't tried one of these modes in probably a decade honestly and i'm like oh oh boy this is a rabbit hole here Like, I could really get into this, like managing a salary cap and figuring out what, what, who am I going to draft next and what position? And do I want to move the whole team to Seattle and restart the Supersonics? Or, you know, you can do all kinds of different stuff. So I'm, I'm pretty cool. Yeah. That's cool. Especially as I'm, uh, again, I'm, I'm casual basketball
0: fan. I enjoy the game, but I don't follow it regularly or anything like that. But definitely sounds like could, uh, like, I, when I was the most into sports was when me and my brother growing up would play Madden or we yeah. play NHL. Oh you know, oh, whatever, yeah. whatever the hell sports game was. We had, we just played all of them pretty much. I never got to in into, into any of the baseball games, but I'm not a big baseball fan. Neither, but, uh, it. but that was <laughs> when I was the most into watching sports. Cause I knew all the players on all the team, you know, I was just like, kind of immersed in those worlds even more so oh yeah um because i was playing those games all the time so oh i did buy uh i did pick up nba 2k19 on that three dollars sale during the finals so uh hell yeah i should uh i should play it a little more i've given it a try and it's fucking impossible so
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was gonna say like how (laughs) how easy is it for someone like me who doesn't have experience with basketball games to pick this up i mean like
0: Because there's just a normal, you know, you just right. play basketball, well, so, too. Yeah. But like, it's pretty simple. It's not just like NBA Jam no, simple. No. It's like well, you like, got to have perfect timing on these shots. Yeah. Yes. Well,
2: like 2K16, I think, was a PS Plus free game way back when. And I think I tried hopping in on that. But, like, it didn't really do anything to teach me how to play. Oh, no. <laughs> so I was just like, what the fuck am I doing? Oh, no. Um, Like, does 2K there's 18. a tutorial yeah for sure. there's they've definitely and, done yeah. a lot to flesh out the okay. tutorial stuff
1: okay. and pretty f- for and, and there's like story mode stuff with like you could do a thing where you are just a player starting up in like the the minorest of minor leagues and that'll kind of along the way teach you how to play the game as well nice yeah so there's different ways you can go about it that aren't quite as intimidating as what i'm talking about nice well, and with
2: the GM mode, like as you're going through the season, could you just be at a point where you're just like, "I'm
1: fucked," like I can't do anything. I have to start over. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. If you've if you've permadeath. lost enough games, and it's pretty obvious you're not going to make the playoffs. You're, you know, I, I hopefully won't get to that point. But uh, the the owner of the team could, I don't know, fire me or do all kinds of drastic things, take control away from me. Um, Can you? Yeah, I think things would so probably go bad. So are you like kind of going through?
2: Are you going through like all eighty-one games, eighty-two
1: games? Thank 80, you.
2: Sorry.
0: And can you play? Do you play the games as well, or are you just managing the the back end?
1: You can do both. I've been playing the games so
0: far just because okay. I enjoy that. That's cool. Yeah, I I could see myself getting more immersed in that back end stuff if I'm playing the games. If it because oh, I yeah. know there's like you know football manager and stuff like that, and that's like strictly like you're just the manager of a soccer team and and i don't think you play the games or anything like that no, so I, i'm so the type
1: that wants to play out like the fruits of my labor like i'm excited i just yeah. traded for this guy i want to see how he fits like yeah. oh you know that, i just got this uh you know Can Covington from the free throw line uh, <laughs> defensive specialist let me start him like oh yeah like he's stealing the ball like crazy this guy's sweet like so yeah I'm, I'm into both sides of it that way and cool, for three yeah. bucks it's a freaking steal
2: yeah
0: Um, that was a almost a no-brainer for me
1: yeah sounds like it's a pretty hefty time
2: commitment. it is
0: (laughs) if but that's if you want to get into that you know you could you could totally just play exhibition games and you know you could be a four player you know just hanging out with some friends not again not quite as easy to pick up as something like a like a mario sports game or something like that but but simple enough to if and if people are familiar
1: with video games and sports games in particular they could probably get into it pretty quickly and there's yeah. multiple modes like there is a there's like a three-on-three three street ball mode that's a little bit more it still has the mechanics of the the more simulated version but it is a little bit more kind of like the nba jam nba street type of feel to it comparatively yeah
0: Um, yeah there's a lot of different
1: ways you can play this game a lot a lot a lot of oh yeah it's over
0: again kind of overwhelming when i was breezing through the options i was like what do i where do i what
2: mode is the normal mode (laughs) what gives me the credits yeah that that that'd be just like what i'd be concerned about like wrongfully so like i should just be focused on whatever i'd have fun with but it's like no like i I gotta beat the game okay
1: (laughs) There's I'll multiple you ways down. you could beat this game. and For ways. <laughs> like, like multiple full out. Like, then I then I'd modes. have to do all those ways. Oh <laughs> I have to
2: do it all. Got to see you all the multiple. I, I need <laughs> to fucking stop with all. that I got <laughs> to see yeah, that's the multiple a, endings. A issue at that point. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a me issue. <laughs> um.
0: Uh,
1: well, any other thoughts on uh, NBA 2K19, uh, Randall? I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my bullshit going with this for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm into it. I am I'm, I'm having a good time, and this mode so far has been free of the gross microtransaction stuff that a lot of people complain about about this game. So I'm also happy about that. Nice,
0: nice. Well, uh, well from uh from regular sports, I guess, to extreme sports. What a transition! <laughs> That's what I'm talking. We got about. a professional. We, uh... <laughs> extreme transition. i've been uh <laughs> i've been i've been playing uh i've been playing some Ali uh, ollie ollie switch stance that's spelled uh o-l-l-i-o-l-l-i <laughs> um you're gonna spell like out the, switch <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah not the not the full word ollie and that's all one word and that this has uh this has the original ollie ollie game and then ollie ollie 2 which is uh the, i think the subtitle is like welcome to Hollywood or something like yep. that um, not too happy. But about that just could <laughs> <laughs> be <laughs> pretty pretty cheap pun for sure. <laughs> um, but uh, but definitely a really, I, I've played uh, the Ali Ali 2. I played a little bit on the PS4 and when I saw that uh, the this version that had both games, I never played the original uh, was coming out on the switch for 15 bucks. I was like, you know what? I'd never finished playing through two. I, it seems like a perfect game to like lay in bed and play a few levels. And, uh, yeah, uh, it's almost like, uh, plays like an auto runner, uh, auto runner meets like a 2d, you know, 2d side scrolling perspective, uh, Tony Hawk game, but, it, but with the controls of, uh, the skate games, if you ever played those, I, I you're uh, those. you're using the, uh, joystick, uh, to like, kind of flick around in different directions, almost like in different, uh, like street fighter movements uh or like fighting game like little patterns or little half circles on the uh on the joystick to do tricks right and then um you know you can land grinds and like you essentially get to the point where you can like string combos together through the whole level um and Ali Ali 2 adds in the manual uh which the uh original game did not have unfortunately but that really lets you string together uh your uh your combos you know you know from start to finish in almost every level um, If you're able to kind of perfect the the right path to take. And there's kind of not multiple paths in a ton of levels, but you can take like the higher, you know, there's a bunch of rails you can grind. You can take the higher path or the lower path. Oh, that's cool. And they'll be uh, each level has five different challenges um, that are in both games that are like either just high score based or uh, complete the level without doing any like push offs or without doing. Uh, or doing certain tricks or something like that, or clearing this gap, or finding the hidden tape. They're, they're, not, they're not hidden tapes, but the, the different hidden collectibles in the level, or, you know, grind all these specific rails. And obviously, I can just keep going on and on. But, uh, but it's just a really fun, really fluid... Uh, experience I really uh have to say that I prefer ali ali two uh you know almost just because of that manual feature
1: again since I had played that first. It does uh, break it open like and that's how I felt about playing whatever it was Tony Hawk two or three that added the manual and broke yeah, I open forgot that way. I forgot
0: that that didn't have that in the original game that's right yep. um but yeah, it, it just really lets you feel like a badass just just like you know I string it and if you if you land a grind perfectly um you pick up a little bit of speed um and it's all you know all the how you land each trick is you know affects your score and uh each level has leaderboards and then if you um you know you can just go online and check where your score ranks in um and then there's different if you complete all five challenges on each level it unlocks like a pro stage version of that level i guess so there's kind of twice as many levels i didn't quite get through to that i did play through the full like normal campaign but i did nice. not get all the challenges and everything and then they even have uh i don't know if this was in the original game i don't recall it being there but maybe i just didn't play that part of it but they're called spots which is almost like just like a real quick chunk of a level or maybe it's not even part of that level but just like a a little you you just get one combo and it's like a high score like leaderboard challenge but it's just like one little spot of like oh here's like three rails that you can string together in a manual and then like a big ramp at the end and it's just like same deal with the leaderboards, you know, you're just going for a high score. But um, okay. it can be a, it can get a little bit complicated. Like I, I have a hard time doing like you can switch your stance and you can do like twists in midair and and all this crazy stuff to really rack up the score. Yes. And uh, and that gets a little bit too much for me, or at least like when the challenges are to like do these do, you know, a, a backside shove it into a board slide, you know, oh, yeah. like spe- these specific trick movements is just like. Even though it tells you know you can go to the Trictionary and figure out how to do each uh, each move, but it's uh it's it's a little tough to do like in the moment because the the levels are very tough. I mean, again, not to just always make this comparison, but I mean it, it gets to like not quite super Meat Boy levels, but it's like it, it's in that vein of like. You know, I'm. I was just sitting there, just constantly muttering, "You motherfucker." <laughs> oh God. So it's it's definitely <laughs> one of those game. like give it give it one more one more run kind of games. So, um, yeah, I, I've just like was really happy to go back to this one and play some more. I, I really love it. And again, if you haven't played it, um, which there apparently aren't too many people. I was checking the leaderboards, and like I I was coming in around like you know in in the low hundreds on oh, wow. leaderboards, Jeez. but it looked like there was only about like two. Just just shy of three thousand or, or in the two thousands of people on the leaderboards, so
1: it must be. Limited it doesn't to seem like there's too many people. Point, you would think, yeah,
0: right? yeah, but it's, I unfortunately I, I hope more people find out about this game because yeah. it's if that's the case because this game is really a ton of fun if you're if you're into that sort of thing. So any anyone else have any thoughts? I guess it sounds like you've both played
2: it. I know you, DJ's played it. Some yeah, too. I mean you you're the one that introduced me to this back like on the PS4. Um, but yeah this this game's a lot of fun and if i recall correctly the soundtrack is great yeah <laughs> yeah it's just like real chill like kind of
0: hip-hop electronic chiptunesy vibes not super chiptuney actually and you can even uh on the switch version i don't know if all the other ones like that but you can just flick the right stick to the right and skip the track so if you're oh, doing and it <laughs> it's really cool it's like the like each level like the songs just keep playing and it's it just it, it's really like this kind of cohesive experience uh takes a little getting uh, getting used to you can't remap any of the buttons which is always a gripe of mine um especially in something like this that's really like twitchy you know it's like sometimes you know the way they have it laid out just doesn't feel natural but i kind of get it when you're using the joystick and all these specific movements you kind of you're kind of stuck with that if that's the choice you make you know right um but uh but yeah the soundtrack is really great just like chill yeah really chill perfect game to just kind of relax to even though it gets
1: Gets challenging, but again, it helps you get in that zen state. I love it. I've got this one getting covered in digital dust on my Wii U. I need to blow that dust back off and give this another go, I think. And you're, you're saying the original or the sequel? The, just the original, I think. Okay. Well, you, got the, you were just saying you got the
0: Wii U all hooked up again. I do. So just I do. another reason to play something on there. Yeah, there's no barriers now. I can just start it up. Well, anyone else uh have anything they want to
2: add to Ali Ali? I think you nailed it. <laughs> you Nailed <laughs> that
1: trick. There you go. Cool. <laughs> if you weren't going to say it, I was.
2: <laughs> nice. Well, uh well, let's
0: stick in the sports world for just a little bit longer, although it's a little bit abstracted, but uh <laughs> Randall, Randall's been getting into some Potto box.
1: Potto box. Yes. Um yeah. Take it away. Pato box is uh Definitely, it's an indie game. Definitely, definitely inspired by Punch-Out! and Super Punch-Out! Uh, but different in a vast number of ways, I would say. Um uh... You are playing uh, Pato Box, who is uh, a duck that boxes, and uh, a humanoid duck. Humanoid duck, yes, yes, because he needs to be able to wear his boxing gloves and punch at things to interact with them. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he's very muscular, so yeah, definitely humanoid. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're, it's like this crazy story where you were, uh, you know, you need to get revenge on this evil uh, corporation death flock that uh has like left you you know abandoned for dead basically like they uh i can't remember the exact way that story went but you know you're you're pissed and you're going to take it out on on all these folks in the corporation that all have unique um characterizations um uh, you know, one's kind of like a weird swamp character uh, who wears like a gas mask all the time. Uh, one's this kind of security trainer lady who has like a robot leg. So they've got all kinds of like super punch out and punch out. There's all kinds of crazy personas um, with their own unique capabilities. Uh, but this game looks awesome. It's like this graphic novel style, like black and white. They did a great job with the the presentation in that way. And the soundtrack is this kind of really interesting, moody uh, synth soundtrack that I think definitely fits the game pretty well. Um, I was definitely into those pieces of it for sure. Uh, OK, I'm happy to
0: hear that because sometimes those graphic novel things can be like that over the top like you know, like almost like metal guitars and stuff like that. Like it can be kind of grating. So I'm kind of happy to hear that that's the tone.
1: Yeah, no, thankfully they didn't go that route because that's that's a little too uh, aggressive bro for me to to, kind of go along with. So thankfully that was not the case. (laughs) Um, But uh, I. I did, I, I, I'm glad I own it, but I do have some, some issues or some hiccups as far as I'm concerned with, with how it played. It's not just like punch out, you know, in punch out, you just have the battles where, you know, you are your character on kind of that, like, 2D, quasi 2D plane where you're just kind of using your different arms to, you know, punch a high punch or a low punch or a block or, you know, you're juking from one side to another. And that gameplay does exist against the bosses, but there's also these like levels. So what you're doing is you're going in this Death Flock mansion and each floor is a different level that's associated with one of the boss characters. And you need to walk around um, in that mode as, pato box and find the five switches in a given level or you know make your way through this maze or turn off all of the uh, electrical grid things so you can get through to the next section um, but the perspective's kind of weird because it keeps you in that same kind of 2d thing and you're walking around a 3d world and having to use that right analog stick it's kind of hard to figure out your depth perception on things you're supposed to punch as you're walking around uh, so that took a lot of getting used to it. I never felt like I quite got comfortable with that. Um, it's almost kind of hard to explain unless you play it because I-, I know what you mean, though, when you when you just feel like you're like not getting
0: it, you know, that's yeah. always a frustrating feeling.
1: Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm walking around and I'm not close enough. And then like, it wants me to use the the right analog stick to move the camera around, but that takes my thumb off of the main two action punching buttons, even though there's things I need to punch pretty quickly. So that's kind of a weird choice when the triggers are right there and they're not used for anything. I was just going to say, yeah, that's a weird choice. You you can't can't remap
0: it it all. No, not yet Mm. another game. That's a, that's like the ultimate sin to me. Yeah. Like uh, depending, you know, there's a few exceptions, but like, just, just give the option. If people want to change it, just let them change it.
1: Yep. If that's like core to your design development process that like you nailed the controls and you want them to be the certain way, I understand. But I think this is more a case where it came out on PC first and I can see in my head how that makes way more sense with mouse and keyboard. But when you yeah. switch over to just like you're holding a controller in your hands, it doesn't work quite as well. Um, what else do I want to talk about? There's a lot of dialogue and it's OK. Like it's ambitious. Like I'm glad I, I I'm i glad they tried to add the story and, and kind of push you forward that way. But I think it's a lot of talking without a lot of substance necessarily. Um, so I'm not I wasn't super into that. Um and even in even in the the boss battles themselves like once you know what to expect they can be fun in that very challenging difficult way uh but i found myself getting frustrated because i was spending a ton of time just getting to those bosses in the first place and then once i'm there maybe i'm a little too tired and i'm i'm not you know super in the zone like i need to be to to complete these super difficult boss battles and then i keep losing and it's not forgiving enough to give you too many openings or start you at the second Section or third section of this multi tiered boss battle, it's throwing you all the way back at the beginning every time. So, and if you lose too many times, then you get to be uh, towards the beginning of the level too. So, or at the very Ugh. least, yeah. <laughs> and I definitely yeah. was, was like, I rage quit one time and I'm like, I'm just going to play something different. But I was at the boss battle. So I'm like, okay, next time I go into this, I'll be at the boss battle again. Nope. It, the save point was at the beginning of the level. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, God. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pain. Okay. How long are these levels and how long are these boss fights? The boss. So you're never going to beat a boss fight on the first try. Um, but, you know, it's, there's some it, I've talked about this before with some other games, but there's a bit of rote memorization happening, which you could make the same argument about, you know, punch out. Battles, especially some of the later ones,
0: for uh, sure, yeah.
1: But I felt like your ability to be creative with how you're interacting with those boss battles was a little bit limited to very specific windows. They are there, but it's it's pretty unforgiving. It's a difficult game, which you know I'm sure a lot of people are into, but I I wasn't. So the boss battle, uh, you know, if if you're doing everything right and you're hitting your marks, you could probably do it in less than five minutes. But if you're not and you're taking damage, which it's kind of hard to tell. How much damage you've taken, it only shows like on your body as a visual indicator. There's not uh, a meter or anything. Um, and, and if you don't take damage for a while, you recover that. But that could make those boss battles last longer where you get to that final round and and then you still get knocked out because there's new uh, actions and patterns that you haven't seen yet. So, yeah, you, you're definitely going to be fighting each boss at least, I would say, three times to, to beat them. Um, just based on knowing what to expect uh, and then the levels longer than that i would say i think each level at least probably 20 30 minutes to get oh to the boss. Mm. okay so you're spending a good chunk of time doing a thing that i is, think is not necessarily the core strength of the game in, in those level areas but I, I get why they did it they wanted to try something different And on some yeah, to expand
0: the idea of punch out a little bit
1: beyond just the
0: battles, you know.
1: Yeah, and they made some really cool looking like sets for this. Like the graphic, you know, the graphic novel design definitely you know looks great in those. It's a striking game, yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. Very striking, but it's just not a a core strength of that format to me. So, you know, it's still. It's such a unique, weird game. I'm glad that I own it. And it does have those strengths in the presentation department. But, you know, I can't wholeheartedly recommend it. Fair enough.
0: Fair enough. Well, uh, DJ, I know you've been playing a couple of uh, kind of retro inspired platformers. Uh, right, there's no transition. <laughs>
2: no transition. I, I was, I that, was but, thinking of one like speaking of visual aspects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of visuals, <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, well, I think take it away. Uh, last episode, I mentioned that I was beginning the messenger, um, which is like a Ninja Gaiden esque 2d action platform game. Um, definitely a lot more focus on the platforming aspects than the action, which is not what I expected, but I'm getting really into, Ooh, um, like I'm, I'm almost like I'm I'm getting feeling similar to when I was playing Celeste actually. Not mm. not quite to that level because you know Celeste is a masterpiece. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Speak for yourself. Uh, um, but uh I do like that game. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Go ahead. Um but what what's cool about um the messenger is you get to a point in the game and you know, you start out with more or less, like, 8-bitty NES-style graphics, and you you get to a point where you get sent in the future, and, like, that changes the look of the whole game to more, like, 16-bit uh, Super Nintendo-y kind of graphics. And um, as you're, like, going through the levels, um, you know, you'll, you'll go through levels you had gone through before um, in the past, um, But, like, you know, they'll be a little different now. And so there will be, like, some portals throughout the level that will let you shift between the two, like, time time frames.
0: Within the the level.
2: Within the level. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So there will be, you know, a portal that shifts things. You know, you're going through 16-bit there's some there'll be a portal that shoots you into the past and like maybe the the map changes a little different like maybe there's an opening where there wasn't one in the other version so okay there is kind of like me like a small amount of you know puzzle solving i guess almost like that like guacamelee uh, like
0: transferring between the two worlds like you don't have control over it i don't know if you ever played guacamelee yes like you know what i mean there's like the world of the living and the dead and yeah. you can kind of switch bit that's with like the push of a button i think this is like you're going through portals that are already kind
2: of predetermined right right the portals
0: are right but same there. concept of like different layouts
2: but yeah. same general yeah and i've i've only like gotten a little bit into that aspect of the game so i don't know you know what all it has or like how that's going to be utilized but i know. was going to say do you know if you have different abilities when you're in the 16 bit so far world? like the the play like you yourself do not change hmm. um okay. so but you know like they you know throughout the first levels they you know do give you new mechanics like you get a like a, a wall crawl or wall jump i guess um you get uh, like a like a wingsuit so you can glide you get like kind of a hook shot um, to kind of make it so you can
1: um, hook. Obviously, I don't know why I was gonna start
2: <laughs> explaining
1: a fucking hook shot. <laughs> well, so you is, can that's, use that's, those that's mechanics just... in both modes, though, yeah. when you get yeah. them. Yep, okay. that's cool. Because
0: huh. I mean, so again, the, like I guess not to not to undermine what you were saying before, but like I feel like to call this game just like a Ninja Gaiden clone or a Ninja Gaiden alike is kind of selling it short. Yeah, it to kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know the fact that there's all these different abilities and and like actual like things that change the way you platform and i know there's like a different i haven't played this game at all but like i believe the way you like double jump you have to like attack
2: something or attack like a lantern or yeah. as, as long as you strike something you get another jump so oh, that's kind of cool. you can keep that going like more than once so. like as
0: many times
2: midair. Yeah, as, as long as, as long something. as you keep hitting something wow then, yeah
0: so not just swinging it you have to make contact Yes. You can't just swing and then do another right. jump. You have okay. to hit something. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool, though. So, like, yeah, it definitely it just adds to a more, like, platform-heavy experience. Not yeah. that Ninja Gaiden doesn't have that, but, like, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I, I I had always viewed Ninja Gaiden more based on, like, the action than the platforming, and this, this is definitely way more platforming than I expected, and I'm really digging it, as yeah. it just turns out. And how is it structured? Is it, like, levels... Yeah, so, I mean, I guess th- this isn't a spoiler. Um, well, like, just in case. <laughs> spoiler yeah, p- just p- in case. Potential spoiler. Like, so in the first part of the game, like when you're in, I guess, I don't know, the present or the past or whatever, um, you, you're just going through a linear level um, with boss fights at the end. Um, and now I've just gotten to a part where yeah, I'm accessing the future. Um, and so now I can go back through these levels, um, and they now will have these portals that, you know, allow you to jump between times, but, uh, you know, some areas that I previously wasn't able to access are now like open because like maybe in this level, I didn't have the wingsuit yet or something like that. Like, okay. Now, now I'm back in there Okay, and like, there's, there's certain items you're looking for and stuff like that so it's it becomes more open-worldy i guess metroidy almost yeah 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 for sure um so yeah and also like this is just a personal thing like i love the the dry self-aware humor that like the the shopkeeper has like he's the main person you interact with in the game but I don't know, just, like, that's just a small personal touch that I appreciate, just like, (laughs) like, they'll, you know, just be very self-aware that it's, like, a game, like, like, oh, that's such a long description, how does it fit in a dialogue box, (laughs) or something (laughs) like that.
1: What does he sell you, just, like, like, life, or heart containers, stuff like that? Uh, so, uh,
2: you get, like, uh, upgrades for your like abilities like oh okay uh, like oh god what are they (laughs) i've gotten like all of them i'm trying to remember what i bought um like little things like while you're you know gliding in your wingsuit you can do like a downward slash or something like that or um there there are health upgrades um but also like you know when you when you respawn from a checkpoint, like you don't start with full health, but like you can, you know, upgrade so that you start out with more health or stuff like that. Okay. Um, now that, now that, you know, the game has kind of expanded and like, I'm able to access, uh, both time, time periods. Like I'm able to get now these upgrades that kind of affect the map that I'm able to use like and so it'll be like oh like you buy this and you can see like all the places where uh the time portals are like you can see where these you know optional items are stored or stuff like that nice just just little tweaks and i guess uh they do a good they do a good enough job of like making it so you can't really uh milk it too much or like farm too much when you die, like. Um, you get, there's this little, you know, little demon who, if, if you die, it's like he technically saves you and takes you back to the checkpoint. But, uh, for, you know, the next, however long, like you have to give him all the money you collect. So you're not just stacking money on top of what you've already gotten when you die. Like you do have to like pay him off. So, Okay there's there's not there's not really a farming aspect to the game that i've noticed which i also appreciate so
1: makes every run a little bit more meaningful that way yeah yeah and that that
0: one thing that's cool is like i think that 16-bit aspect of this game i think this this game was a kickstarter game and i think that was like a stretch goal that they had uh but they've also added a couple for a game that's kind of like a you know a uh an experience. It's not like a roguelike that has all these extra, you know, you can just kind of keep patching it or whatever, but they, they've already come out with one update, and then uh, as of tomorrow, uh, July 11th, uh, or yesterday, probably by the time we release this podcast, um, there's another update coming out with another new little, like, small batch of levels, or maybe it's just, like, one level. Uh, but cool That's that so they're, cool. like, extending the life of this game. Like, if you enjoyed what you had, they've, they've released another, you know, two little mini campaigns i don't know how they're connected to the uh story or how they're connected in to the game in any capacity but i just know that you know they've continued to support this game um for a game for a, it, a game that doesn't typically get that kind of support so right pretty cool well i'm i'm pumped to keep going and i'll uh, i'll keep you posted <laughs> please do nice well
2: uh why don't you talk about that last game you had on the list oh DJ? you mean ink <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah ink is a super meat boy s game where you're like this god we get
0: we use that comparison i I (laughs) I use it more guiltily than everybody else but uh but yeah we should (laughs) come up with a different way yeah hardcore hardcore platformer
2: yeah where like levels are like 30 seconds long or stuff like that um but in this game you're like you're basically like i think like a little white sponge, uh, but you're this little white cube, and you need to get to you know the goal. But the thing is, you can't see any of the platforms that you know you're on the screen, and everything's black except for you and the uh, the goal. And like maybe there's some turrets or something, but like all the platforms themselves uh, aren't visible, and the but,
0: walls and everything, right? Like everything is invisible.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Um, But, uh, so, you get a double jump, and when you do your double jump, you shoot out uh, ink, and if that hits a platform, it sticks there, so you can then kind of see where the platforms are by jumping around and everything. Um, And so, it's kind of about just, like, using that mechanic to, you know, discover what the layout of the level is, and then go about doing whatever platforming you need to do. Like really, you just have that double jump and you have a wall jump. And so it's basically just using just those mechanics. So, so it's really about like what they introduce to the level. Like they'll introduce turrets that'll shoot at you. Um, like some will just shoot in a straight line. Some will do like homing missiles and stuff like that. Um, like they'll introduce moving platforms at one point, which is a little, you know, not not expected um (laughs) but i don't know it's it, it feels like meat boy maybe a little slower um but i don't know i'd say uh one thing i like is that it doesn't like it it's not like oh like you need to get through the level in this amount of time to achieve this there's there's no tracking of time um so you can go about the level at your own leisure. And I feel like, yeah, you'd like have I to gotta you got to get that, I got to
0: get that A plus.
1: Platform. It needs to be a little bit yeah. more forgiving.
0: Yeah. Hopefully.
1: No,
2: I, <laughs> I've also
0: not played this game, but I believe doesn't it keep like I your, was just going to say. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Any any when you die, it keeps any ink that had already on the map so you don't have to like re-ink everything so almost
0: like the blood the blood yeah yeah like you also like shoot out
2: more ink if you die so it does become like even clearer that's kind of a cool mechanic too though so i guess does it then do some of the levels eventually get to the point of
0: being too easy because you've played them so much like you can just see everything or or is the platforming
2: Still challenging the platforming enough. Is still challenging enough. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, well, especially when it gets to like the levels where you got these turrets where like the bullets kind of like heat seek. Yeah. Uh, so
0: that's good to know. Cause yeah, I, when I saw that the ink stays uh on the level after you've died, I was like, well, is that gonna mess with the difficulty curve a little too much oh, like no. is it gonna yeah. make these levels too easy no if you just play them enough if you just bash your head against no them?
2: The, the the difficulty isn't really with the uncovering the map it's it that's just like i don't know that's just like a cute thing you do okay but well does like, it feel tedious then to like have to start out each level with this
0: like no. exploratory, exploratory or does that feel like hey this is a cool little twist on the platforming yeah a it, 2D it's, platformer.
2: i didn't feel it was tedious because like these levels like are maybe i don't know like well assuming you go through without dying you do them within a minute like okay. they're they're pretty bite-sized and there's like 75 of them i think um but oh. i was able to beat the game within like two hours so wow nice nice
0: So this is one that goes on sale on the Switch and I think PS4 and other other platforms
2: uh, all the time for like two fifty three bucks. Yeah. So I've not played it myself, but it's it's a nice bite size. Yeah, I guess a more relaxed Super Meat Boy. So, yeah, I had a pretty good time with it. I have played uh, the same
0: developer also made a game called the Hacky Zack. Uh, which oh, is all one word. Yeah. Which is uh, I think they a lot of times also have like a bundle that has called like the Digorati or Digerati, however you say that uh, indie bundle, and it has those two games. And a lot of times will yeah be on sale for like three bucks. And I haven't played a ton of it, but it has like a charming pixel art style. It's really hard though. Like you have to you're doing like Super Meat Boy esque platforming, uh, but also like juggling a, a hacky sack ball in the air at the same time, and that you have to like kick using like twin stick controls uh or just like uh or just using the the main joystick to aim and kick but it's it's just so hard like almost not fun hard i I need to put some more time into it but but yeah but but clever design uh for sure A, a very interesting idea but just
2: super tough but worth worth checking out especially for that cheap price the one uh disappointment i had with ink is you know there are actually, like, some, like, hidden coins or whatever that you can get in the levels. And, um, you know, I, I, after I beat the game, I wanted to go back through all the levels, make sure I just got everything. But uh, it makes you just start from the first level. You you can't pick what level you want to do. I'm just like, are you kidding me? Oh, <laughs> like, that's annoying for sure. Mm, yeah. So maybe not the most replay value. That's too bad. But Yeah that's a bummer for sure yeah but still like you know 75 levels in like two hours is pretty <laughs> yeah. good yeah if you're into that sort of game you know yeah for sure
0: um well cool that pretty much uh wraps up all the games we've been playing this week uh Again the game for uh this month is uh the month of July is going to be Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Yeah. And I think we're actually going to hopefully bring our buddy uh, John onto the podcast to talk that he's also been playing a lot of Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which is the uh the game that kind of got everything started uh with that I guess franchise now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, all of a sudden. Um but uh but yeah, we'll be talking about that this week. I know you guys uh started up a little bit. I haven't put any time into it yet. But uh, any initial thoughts or anything? Or
2: I'm, I'm pumped say to keep that I'm... it. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pumped to get into it. I haven't like I, I think I said before, I haven't played much of those uh, NES-style uh, Castlevania games, so I'm excited to uh, give this one a try. And I'm always a sucker for uh, swapping out characters or power ups or abilities or whatever.
2: So yeah. this one's right up my alley. Yeah, I I did plow through it, but I will definitely be going through a couple more times closer to our discussion for a little refresher good deal i've got got my thoughts (laughs) and you're gonna listen (laughs) hopefully suppose we have
0: to all right well all right that pretty much wraps it up for us guys uh thanks for listening uh thank you for having us (laughs) (laughs) yeah thanks for listening everyone uh (laughs) this has been pursuing pixels and uh we'll catch you uh next week Bye 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 Take care. Really? Looks like it's like right in your face. Mm. From here.
2: How do I sound? Maybe
0: down a little bit.
2: Sound pretty decent. Right there. Perfect. How about this? That sounds good. That was, Perfect. What kind of richness?
1: Oh, pretty good DJ <laughs> richness. X bracket. I <laughs> You're in the top, uh, not 1%, but like top 10%. I think you're in the uh,
0: filthy tax bracket, (laughs) the filthy rich.